<clears throat> is the economy busted right now? Yes. Are sales a little bit slower than normal? Yeah. Is that what I'm choosing to focus on? No. I'm used to slow seasons. If you are a long-term business owner, you also know there are slow seasons when it comes to business. Typically, it's right after Christmas and during summer when families are on vacation, kids are at home, people are spending more money. But as a business owner, regardless, slow season or recession, you have to be prepared. So on today's podcast, I am talking about five ways to recession-proof your business. In my Katie Ann Designs VIP group, I do a training Tuesday, and this Tuesday, this last Tuesday, actually, I decided to talk to everybody on a live on, about how to recession-proof your business. Hey, business baddie. Welcome to my podcast for entrepreneurs, where we chat all things business, have some hard conversations, and plenty of ass-kicking sessions. Why? Because I want to help you uncover where you might be stuck so you can live the life and business you deserve. I help coach thousands of women online every month to push past their fears and develop personally so they can come into the success that they have always been dreaming of. I'm really excited for the opportunity to do the same for you. Who the hell is ready to talk about how to keep, get your business ready for a recession? Might be a little, not a little late to the game because you guys can use this for such a long time. This is going to serve you for literally forever um, while you're in business because you need to have this plan anyways, but maybe this will help you guys to get your business going and make sure that you can survive a recession. You also need to make sure you can survive a slow season. How many of you guys are struggling, struggling right now to keep your business afloat? Or maybe not even just your business your family, your finances, your life, everything. The economy right now is not my favorite, but we've seen it before. We've seen it much worse. We, we've seen it. I was, um, I'm a research geek. So I was Googling stuff about like recessions and how often they happen and blah, blah, blah. There was a article that came up that said since World War II, we have had 12 recessions. On average, we have them about every six years. So like normal part of life, it's normal part of business, unfortunately, but still something we need to account for and to make sure that we are taking care of what we need to take care of for our business, for our family. How many of you guys are dependent on your income from your business? Are you dependent on it yet? Or are you to a point where, um, I can't type and talk at the same time, apparently. Like, is your, is your business relying on the money that you are making for your bills? Or I'm sorry, is your personal life relying on the money you are making for bills from your business? Or are you just trying to build your business up because that's what you wanna do? You want to be able to provide for your family in whatever way that looks like. I've let my business slide to the back burner to handle life shit, hoping to pick back up soon though. I hope so too. Let's get into it. How many of you guys need to recession-proof your business? Have you guys recession-proof your business? My full-time job supports my business. Building my business, like ready to quit my job. Good for you. 
at the moment, mine is a hobby. That's good to know. That's good to know about yourself. Hi, Peggy. Um, I tagged, I did an everyone tag. So there might be some newbies here. If you are a newbie, ask all of the questions. Even on TikTok, ask all of the questions. That is what I'm here for. Just pick my brain. Ooh, actually, how many of you guys are new? Who are who who are the newbies here? Who doesn't know who the hell I am and why the hell you're even watching this? <gasps> Hi, Jessica. Hi, Cindy Joe. New to go to work full time. So now I don't have time for my business and I hate it. We got to change that, Janet. Whoever here is new. Before we get into this, tonight's live is how to recession proof your business because <laughs> you are not new, <laughs> um, but you're not old and you can't ever leave. Don't stay quiet, Ashley. None of us are quiet. You gotta, you gotta be loud. Ask your questions. Ask it all. I own a couple businesses. I own KDN Designs. That is what you are tagged in in the group. I sell wholesale craft supplies like sublimation tumblers, uh, screen prints, all of that stuff. But I also uh, am a business coach and a mentor for women who want to push past their fears and make a life that they have been dreaming of. Because I've been there, done that. If you go listen to my podcast, the first two episodes are out. It kind of gives you a background of more of who I am. Uh, I come from two drug addicts uh, who were not drug addicts at first, but they decided drugs was the best answer as grown adults raising three children. They own their own businesses too. And yeah, that's what they decided, which put us into a whole new world. I ended up being caretaker for my sisters at 12 years old, um, threw me into survival mode. I have been there. I, I was there for many years. Um, all of my twenties, I fucking hated life. I hated it. I was so mad, seriously, so mad at literally everyone because how dare you like put me in this world and leave me responsible for other human beings when I'm 12 years old while you're sleeping for four days because you were up for probably 12 days and we didn't even see you because you probably weren't even here. I, <laughs> I cooked Thanksgiving dinner at 12 years old and that was pre-internet pre-phones, pre-anything, any, because my parents had been sleeping for a couple days and who the hell was going to make Thanksgiving dinner? So cue survival mode, right? And because I became responsible for other human beings at 12 years old, um, I didn't stop. Like life just was going to be big and it was going to be grand, but I didn't do it the right way for a really long time. In high school, I was massively an overachiever. I was in every freaking group you could be in. I signed up for everything in high school. I was a varsity cheerleader. I was a varsity volleyball player in eighth grade. I was, oh, I'm sorry. I was a varsity volleyball player in eighth grade. I didn't start on varsity until I was a freshman. I was in drama. I was in oral interp. I was in FHA. I was in, um, the, I wrote articles for the newspaper, the town newspaper. I was on the new year or the yearbook committee. I like everything you could, hi, what are you doing? Okay. Are you coming to hang out? Yeah. Oh, okay. Everything you could think of, I signed up for and I didn't stop. Well, well, I did stop for a little bit cause I got pregnant at 17. So there's that, you know, that threw a wrench in the plans. Are you just going to sit over there and listen all creepily? Yeah. Why? What's wrong with that? Why don't you just open your phone and watch me? Oh, I could do that. 
I can go lay in our bed and do that, actually, yeah. Rude, you're not doing that. (laughs) (laughs) So anyways, long story short, I was pissed off in my 20s. How dare my parents do that to me? Opened a bunch of businesses, a ton of businesses. I'm a serial entrepreneur. I have owned so many businesses. I have had a hair salon and a tattoo shop. Uh, We've owned a CBD company. Um, We've owned, gosh, I, I was a hairstylist for years that owned my own salon home decor. I had a storefront for home decor. (sighs) So many businesses. It wasn't until I really did this mindset shift and a lot of hard work on my own about myself and changed my perspective on things and stop being so fucking pissed off. Oh, by the way, if you're new and you don't like the word fuck, this is not the place for you. And I'm sorry, mostly not sorry, but just if you haven't gotten that drift, that's that's your fair, that's your fair warning. (laughs) I still love you the same, even if you don't like that word, I still absolutely love you just as much. So I did a lot of, a lot of soul searching, a lot of hard work, figured out that manifesting and affirmations is not witchcraft, (laughs) which I thought it was for a long time. And, uh, three years, it took me three years to go through that very, very hard process. So then um, we are, here we are. Now we are here. So I also really love teaching other women, not just about business. I can't just teach about business. I would do a disservice to people if I just taught business because it's more than just business. You can't just know business strategy because it doesn't get you very far. It literally gets you nowhere. Like, cool. You know how to order some supplies. Right. But then like how your ROI, what's your ROI on everything? What, like, are you gaining business capital? Are you good with your finances? Do you have, so are you so fear ridden that you can't release your products? You can't be on social media. You can't support yourself. You can't advertise. Like there's so much more to it. And it really goes all the way back to who you are as a person, like as at your core. So if you're doing all of the business things, all of the business things, and you're like, why in the fuck is this not working? It's, it's, there's a problem in the core and doesn't mean you're a bad person. doesn't mean you're broken. It doesn't mean you're horrible. It just means you are looking in the wrong spot to fix things. Um, speaking of, I have a coaching group that I coach in once a week, all month long. Uh, you get so much. I'm not even going to go into all the stuff you get in the watchtower. Everybody who's in the watchtower say, hi, I want to see how many of you guys are here. But if you want to try out the watchtower for two weeks, it's $1. That's all I want to be able to help you guys go into the fourth quarter, kicking ass. Like we're going to jump out the gate going hardcore. Tomorrow's uh, coaching in the Watchtower is mindset. Um, We've been doing mindset all month long. And when you join the Watchtower, you get all my previous recordings. Oh, look at you guys. Thank you all for being here. Hi, Whitney. So if you need that link, if you're on TikTok, it's in my bio. If you're over here, it is in the caption description, this part of the live, there's a link for it for my podcast and for information about the watchtower. 
what did they say? Somebody was saying something about Joe needs to teach husband classes. You know what? He's really good at planning dates. He's really good about helping her around the house. He, he knows how to love the shit out of me. But the cat class is also going to include um, something else that he is really good at. And occasionally that is being a dick. So if you don't want <laughs> Did you like that one? I like it. Yeah. Is it true? Am I lying? Can it be a big dick? Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Welcome to all the new people. <laughs> Oh, you made me sweat. That made me sweat. <laughs> Holy crap. <laughs> so there's that. He can teach your husbands how to twerk. That is too. I'm here. To, <laughs> she's, I'm here 10 seconds already found my people. Welcome. <laughs> that one made me sweaty. And I think you embarrassed, not embarrassed me. <laughs> what do you call it? The, um, uh, blush, right? Yeah, you made me blush. She's yes. <laughs> okay. Let's talk about how to like not have your business um, fail through the recession. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Danny. I think most husbands have the how to be a dick part down. I think that just comes naturally. But he does do laundry will it really well. Like, okay, so he takes it from the hamper puts it into the washing machine and then like when the washing machine is done like like when it's done he puts it in the dryer he does not have to um he does not have to rewash it three times and it goes to the dryer and then from the dryer it goes to like drawers and hung up in the closet it doesn't get stuck in the graveyard of the couch where you just throw it to let it all sit let it wrinkle then have to throw it back in the dryer and then re unwrinkle it three or four times in the dryer until you bring it back on the couch to to die or go wherever it is it it goes from there I don't know because I've never done the whole process um all in one swoop I'm not sure oh he cooks good that's good it's pretty simple I have signed up for a craft show. I'm taking my stuff and we'll see how it goes. You're going to do amazing, Whitney. Absolutely amazing. Okay, let's get down to business. How to recession-proof your business. This isn't just recession-proofing your business. This is also slow season proofing. Slow season. Because we get these at least two times a year. A slow season. And they're similar to the recession because recessions don't last forever. Neither do slow seasons, but it makes everybody panic. We are such a fear-driven, panicky society. Uh, and it's it sucks because, I mean, how could we not with all the news and the media and the bullshit and the changes and the recessions and like, how, how, are, how are we not just anxiety ridden all the freaking time with all the changes and, and whatnot. Then you throw in 
people like us and we're like, hey, we're not going to depend, depend on anybody else. We're going to depend on ourselves to make money. Um, TikTok, can you do me a favor? Usually TikTok pushes my live out to other people and tonight it didn't. So if you'll just like tap the hell out of the screen for like a gazillion likes, heart things, I will love you forever and ever. Like I won't just love you forever. I'll love you forever and ever. Um, what was I say? Uh, I wasn't listening. Uh, something about business. What are you doing? Why'd you come in here to listen to me if you're not going to listen? I, I came in here to hang out, not listen. Oh, okay. Thanks. Appreciate it. <laughs> it oh, we're, we're anxiety driven. We are. And the world gives us 5 million reasons, 5 million reasons to be that way. It is our responsibility, our responsibility as business owners. Oh, that's what I was saying. We are the people who decide to go in and we're like, Hey, we're going to take, uh, control of our own world. And we're going to start a business. Like I have this really great idea. I can make it. It's really cool. Everybody's going to love it. I'm going to open a business. Right. And then the real shit happens. And you have to be financially literate. You have to invest your money correctly. You have to make sure you are not only gaining profit, uh, but you have money to invest back into your business. You have money to invest in yourself. You have to have money to pay yourself. You have to do social media. You have to do product research. You have to do ordering. You have to do literally fucking everything. And we don't think about that when it's like, oh my gosh, I have a really good idea. I could sell this. This is going to be a great business, right? Nobody thinks of that. Nobody thinks of all the other stuff. So then what happens most of the time, all of our trauma shit from our past comes about and we fight, flight, or freeze. It happens in real life, in like our personal lives and in our business lives. It is exactly the same. This is why I say a million times over, if you are not right in your personal life, you're not going to be right in your business life because everything we do in our personal life, we mimic in our business life. And that's just the hard, cold truth. Um, so you really need, this is, not, and now the recession is not the time to freeze. If you have any part of fight mode in you whatsoever, I don't want to say fight forever because that's not a life. We fight in the times that we need to, in the times that matter, in the times that count. I mean, freeze and flight are also very good things to be able to use when they're needed, not all the time. If you want your business to flourish, if you want it to work, you need it to work, listen to these few things I'm going to tell you today. Um, and if you're doing all the businessy things and you're like, Jessica, I'm already doing all that shit. Like, why isn't it working? I need you to come join the watchtower because that's where we're, we we're going to work on mindset stuff too. We don't just work on business. We work on mindset. We have to get that core of us figured out. And that's hard. It is. It's really hard to do, but it's worth it. It is absolutely worth it. Those three years that I invested in myself doing that was the best thing I could have ever done for myself, my family, my kids, everybody. Um, how many of you guys are, consider yourselves financially literate? Like, you know how to write a good budget. You can follow a good budget. You have emergency savings. You have backup plans. You 
you know, use your money to invest in things that, you know, pay you back. Um, and it doesn't even have to be invest in things like stocks, but invest in a business, invest in, you know, in yourself, uh, further education or uh, therapy or whatever it may be. How many of you guys know what your cash flow is for your business? If, if you don't know what it is in your personal life, you're not going to know what it is in your business life. How many of you guys know, I'm going to pick on you a little bit tonight, but it is with all the love in my heart, I promise. How many of you guys know how much it costs you every day to run your business? Just everyday normal stuff. Um, your subscriptions, like if you have Canva or uh, you pay subscription for your website, um, insurance, uh, if you pay a bookkeeper, like all of those things, if you pay for email and text message marketing, all that stuff, your everyday expenses. How many of you guys know how much it costs every day? So like, I know I have to make a minimum of $45 a day just to keep my business afloat, just to keep it afloat. Anybody? I have not seen a yes yet. If you don't know, you need to take some time to figure that out. You know, Ashley, well, Ashley's in the watchtower. She's so she's already done this work and Michelle is too. <laughs> some of these. So I've did some of this training in the watchtower. So some of you guys I'm glad to know a monthly breakdown. Yes, but daily. No monthly is fine. Cause you just divide it down to days. Same thing. If you know monthly, that's, that's great. Oh, wait, you aren't in my, you weren't in my watchtower by the time then. So that's really good. It is time to figure out what your, what your daily breakdown is, because how do you know how much money you need to make just to break even? Do you just like, we're okay. Eh, maybe I just don't want to make profit. No, we have to make profit. We have to have money to invest back into our business, uh, back into ourselves, all of those things. You have to get control of your cash flow. How much money do you have? How much money goes here, there, and wherever? And personal and business. Hi, Ashley R. That's good, Nicole. Uh, you also need to know how much your how much profit you're making off of your products. How do you know how much profit? How much? How, how do you know if making that product is even worth it? I mean, great. Okay, we can make products that make us super duper happy, but eventually, eventually it's not going to make you happy because you're doing it for free. Sometimes people, I have worked with people who end up making a product and it's costing them money. Why You wouldn't go get a job and let them charge you for it. So you can't do that in your business. You have to take control of your funds and plan your capital. Emergency funds for business is just the same as personal because we have slow seasons, we have recessions, and this is where businesses tank. And I'm not mad about it, actually. You know how everybody, everybody was like, oh my gosh, here come all the COVID crafters. Everybody opened a business during COVID. Here comes all these people. And now the market's saturated. And now my sales are slowing and, you know, pointing the fingers left and right at all these people because they decided during COVID that they would help 
take somewhat control of their life and open a business. Where are they all at now? Some of them flourished and good for them, but most of them died off. This is also what happens during recessions and slow seasons. This is another reason why I don't focus on my competition or what the, how saturated the market is. It does you no good except for add additional stress. We got enough of that shit, right? We've got enough stress as it is. We don't need to add any freaking additional whatsoever. I mean, unless you're just wanting that punishment, <laughs> I suppose, but People still flourish during recessions, during slow seasons, during all of these, all of these trying times. And these, that's why I'm trying to give you guys some tips to be able to flourish through this. Hi, Lucy. So you can keep going with your dream and you can start making money and you can start doing what you dreamed of with your business, making products you absolutely freaking love and getting paid for it. Because if it's not that... Do you really want it? Is it something you really want to stick around for? So recession, slow season, stuff like that is, I call it natural selection among businesses. A lot of people die off. A lot of people give up. A lot of people didn't realize what they were doing, what they were getting themselves into. And the market kind of resets and it leaves the people who were really that like really dug their heels in and said, you know what? No, fuck everybody. I'm doing this. I'm making something of my business and myself. And those are the people that are going to continually continue to flourish over time. It might not be pretty now and that's okay. If your business isn't pretty right now, totally fine. It can get pretty. Not most businesses in the beginning are not pretty. They're not trophy businesses, if you will. They will flourish over time. It's like a kid, you know, cute and they're baby and like fun and oh my gosh. And then they start walking and talking and you're like, what did I do? Like, what happened? Did I, I consciously made this decision. And then it comes teenagers and you're like, nope, fuck that. <laughs> I, is adoption still available? And then they turn into adults and you're like, oh, there you are again. There's that person that I absolutely love and you love me back. And now I'm not always wrong. And you want my advice. That's exactly how a business is. So you have to let it, let it become an adult. You have to get through all the other stages. Another way to get a whole handle on your capital, sell shit, sell your old inventory. Even if you just break even sell it, get rid of it. If it's not selling, it's not working. It's not meant for your business. Sell it. You have craft supplies you no longer use, or maybe you bought them because you thought you were going to go that in your way in your business and you didn't sell them, de-stash them. Facebook marketplace, de-stash groups on Facebook, yard sale. Do you got garage sale? Yard sale. What's the difference? One's in a garage, one's in a yard. I don't quite know. Cause we have Garage sales. Oh, garage sales yeah. Maybe that's the difference. I don't know. Anyways, that's not even the point <laughs> I was trying to make. Whew. Get rid of the stuff that no longer serves you. That is capital that you have tied up in your business 
that you could be using to continue to buy inventory. Because when you stop buying inventory, your business stops running. You don't have anything to sell. You're just sitting there hoping, wishing, and praying that all this old shit that wasn't selling in the first place is going to sell. Guess what? It's probably still not going to sell. So get rid of it. Take control of your cash flow and use it to continue to invest in your business. This is why we have sales. This is why we have clearances. And this is all business wide. You want to talk about the top corporations? They do the same. Walk through Walmart. They have clearance, they have sales, they have regular price, they move stuff in and out. We have to do the same. There is no difference. We're no, we're no different than a big corporation. We still have to do business things, make business decisions. So you got to get on that. Okay. Um, another question. I actually have a few sample products from a sub box. I get that I'm going to make a sell at my vendor. That's cool. Another question that I have for you guys. How many of you have multiple streams of income? Some of you are going to be like, Jessica, I'm sick and tired of you telling us this. Well, be sick and tired because I'm going to keep saying it. Multiple streams, meaning, okay, so maybe your partner has a source of income. Your business is a source of income. But what other, what other sources of income do you have? Because we can get fired from a job any day, right? Our business, hi, Callie, our business can crash. It could. We don't want it to, but it could. And then what? What other sources do we have? Do you have other passive income that can help keep your finances afloat as, as you're struggling at a certain point, maybe through economic hardship, maybe through a slow season, maybe whatever it may be. Maybe you have, maybe you get injured and you still need income. Because if you get injured, you can't do your regular job, you can't do your business. So you have to have more than that. You have to. If you talk to any financial advisor, any one of them, they are going to tell you, you need at least six streams of income. Stocks, that's a good one. That is a source of income. And they don't all have to be difficult. Everybody thinks, oh my gosh, like oh, you want me to have another job? No. Use your business and apply it to multiple streams of income. You can affiliate for other companies and get a commission. You can be an Amazon affiliate. That is a huge one or Amazon influencer, whatever you want to call it. You can create content and get paid. And before anybody says, oh, what kind of content? Like I wouldn't be able to create content. Bullshit. There are people out there. <laughs> like <laughs> I love her to death though. Christina snaps or Christine Snaps, whatever her name is. I love her. I'm not dogging on her ever, 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 ever. She got famous over talking about her cactus. Like what kind of, what content that do you need that's going to be this whole big thing? Yes, Ashley, cleaning houses, refurbishing furniture, your business, hubby's company, all of those. Yes, absolutely. You can be an affiliate and still use it within your business and not have to create something new. You can sell digital products. You can sell courses. You can do so, literally so much. There's so much out there that you can incorporate with your business now without having to create multiple different ways of having streams of income. 
Oh, that's a good one, Charlene. I like that. So I highly suggest looking into it. I have um, two businesses, first streams of income, um, a couple different affiliates. I also do direct sales. Um, is that all we have right now? We had a bit another business, but we we sold that. Oh, we didn't sell it. We stopped that one. I think we just have five right now, but we're working on a six. Joe has a business, and um, we actually talked this weekend about another idea. So we've got five and two, one almost flourishing, one that we are talking about. It helps because when one starts to slow, you've got another one you can pick up. Plus, it gives you more ways to pick things up, right? And keep things flowing. Here's another one for you guys. You hit a thousand followers on TikTok. Congratulations. Now you can go live, right? Yes. You say yes. Well, yes, we're going live. Yes, we're talking about our business. <laughs> That's not a question. I, I was just telling you. Um, another one. Invest in the clients you have now. Invest in them. Talk to them. Sell to them. Cherish them. It is so much easier to have a regular client repurchase from you than it is to get new clients. Those people who have already purchased from you are gold. Don't forget about them. Don't let them buy something and then never hear from you again. Talk to them, offer them new things, have an email list. Michelle, we have got to have a conversation because that is not okay. <laughs> um, you have to build an email or a text message or something to talk to those people who are already interested in you. Otherwise, you're going to spend a whole lot of time, a whole lot of money on finding new people. And what happens to the other people? You just leave them in the dust. Hey, thanks for buying my stuff. Never talk to you again. We're not, this isn't dating. We're not ghosting them. There are like, there are VIPs. There are most important people, MIPs. Most important person. What? I don't know how else. There are VIPs. We're just going to leave it at VIPs. Hi, Linda. How many of you guys have brand reps? Or you could call them ambassadors or people who affiliate for your business. If you are not, you are missing out. You need to get your products in front of more people. But think of it this way. You walk into a store because you want you you have intentions of buying something. You walk in and somebody comes up to you and they're immediately like, hi, how's it going? What are you looking for? How can I help you? Do you, do you need to see a size? Do you want to try this on? Can I go get one for you? Let me help you. And you're like, whoa, <laughs> hold on, buddy. Like I just walked in and you know, if you're a mom, it's also, I just walked in. I've been asked questions all day long. Like I came here by myself. If you do not see a trail of a husband and children, do not ask me a thousand questions because that's already happened. And that's what I'm like, that's what I'm escaping from. <laughs> but as soon as somebody comes to you with the sale, we are just designed to be like, wait, no, hold on. I'm not just going to give you my money. Like, I'm not going to hand over my hard work, like the money I work so hard for. Like, 
why? Why should I buy it from you? Why are you so good? What is this going to do for me? And we have all these objections. You know, oh, I, you know, I have to ask my husband before I can make this purchase or, you know, Christmas is coming. I'm not going to buy this right now. Whatever it may be, you can come up with a thousand different excuses in your brain why you should not buy that product. But that very exact same product your friend has and your friend is like, guess what? Look at what I just bought. This is the coolest thing on the planet. And this is why. And you're like, oh my gosh, I have to have one. Where did all those objections go? Where's the no now? That's not how we work. That's not how your customers work. So when they see other people advertising your products, it eliminates their objections. And they're going to ask, where'd you get it from? I got it from this really cool business. Like she's amazing. Her products are great. And guess what? Here's a coupon code for 15% off. Even better. So now we have no objections and a discount. You need to start using other people, not using, using sounds like a bad word. You need to start investing in other people to help show your products. It is, it's huge. There's websites for it. You can go in and find affiliates for your business because everybody does it. I did something different. I got samples of new products and picked the VIP members to ship them to. That's cool. I like that idea. Have them try it out. I super like that idea. That's a good, that's a good one, Ashley. Don't sleep on having affiliates. Utilize. Utilize is a lot better word than use. Absolutely. And while you're at it, it is the time in the world thank you, COVID, that people are still, even though we've got some openings in the, you know, our world's kind of opened up again, we were forced to be hermits for so long. It's hard to have social interaction in public for a lot of people. And they were forced to go to social media and the internet to have social relationships. And we are still the same. It forced people to go to the internet to buy products. So we're still, people are still in that same habit. If you haven't noticed, most are not grocery stores, uh, shoot, not even Walmart's 24 hours anymore. Like Walmart was the place to be when you were bored at one o'clock in the morning, just to go walk around. You can't even do that now. You have to be bored prior to 10 PM to be able to do something like that, which is dumb. Restaurants are closing early. People, we were in downtown Phoenix this week or yesterday. Most businesses were not open on Monday. A lot of businesses weren't even open on Tuesday because we were forced into this online world way beyond what we were used to. And that's still where people are. So you have to build a deeper connection with people because that's what they're craving. They want to know business isn't what it used to be. It used to be prim and proper and proper emails and don't say what you really want to say. You want to have a structured paragraph in response to whatever it is that is going on. Not anymore. Not anymore. You can say fuck. You can say shit. You can tell people. 
you know, we're not a good fit as like customer business owner. Uh, we can make super cool friendships. We can tell people we love their faces. We can gain friends out of our business. There's so much of a deeper connection that's happening now in the business world than ever has before. You don't have to show up in your fancy clothes and make this big impression. People just want to see real people because we were like, not allowed to see real people for a long time. And it's scary and people want that connection. So give it to them. Talk about stuff behind the scenes. Talk about your struggles. If you feel comfortable, talk about what you do with your family. Talk about your kids, uh, post pictures of them. If you're comfortable with doing that, talk about your husband, talk about recipes, you cook, whatever your target audience is into talk about it. Because that's how they're going to know, like, and trust you. How else are they going to? They can't see, touch, feel your products. They can't walk into a store and choose among things, different options. They need to trust you. It's not about your products. It's about you. You are going to prove to them whether they should insert their credit card or not. I mean, yeah, you could have a really cool product and then you get to the website and it's super shitty and you can tell like you read the person's about section and you're like, ew, yeah, no, I don't, mm -mm. you're not going to buy the product. It's, that's just how it works. But if you find somebody you like you vibe with, it's a no brainer. Take my money. What, what are you selling? I'll take one or two or three. And they didn't have to look at your products for more than 30 seconds because they love you. So build those deeper interactions, those deeper connections with your customers on a much different level than business, much different level. I'm peoply once I get in public. It's the having to put pants on and a bra. I still am not very peoply in public. We were in the hot tub last night. We got out and went to the swimming pool for a little bit. And then I wanted to go back in the hot tub and there were people in there. I was like, no, I'm good. <laughs> we'll just, is it time to go back to our room? <laughs> I just didn't want him to ask me questions or talk to me. And so luckily they left and we were able to get back in the hot tub. But honestly, I prefer online. I have a couple real close real life friends and that's, I'm good. I like that. Um, I only have a couple more things to tell you guys to help with your business and then we're done for the night, but these are also very important. Um, right now, not just because we're recession ish economy, not because we're just coming out of the slow season, but because we are hitting quarter four, the most profitable season for handmade sellers. Now is the time to expand your offerings for products, do add-ons add little extras, um, buy one, get one free, buy one 50% off. Uh, what do you call them? Group, not group gifts, like a gift package box. Those are not the right words. They're not coming to me. A gift set. There we go. Of maybe, I don't know what you sell, a bracelet, a shirt, and a cup. And you can make a gift set for a better price than buying them individually because People are going to be buying, get bundles. Thank you, Nicole. That was, that, that was a much better word that I could not muster up in my brain tonight for some reason. We would make good, we would make good people, peoples. So start right now, 
developing product offerings you can give to your customers that let them know that they're getting a good deal and you're selling more because we're, we're in gift giving season, my friends. So now is the time. Sweat equity. How many of you guys know what sweat equity is? I just don't hear the term used a lot. And I think it's a very underused term. I love the term. Uh, I learned it a long time ago. You busting your ass in your business organically sweat equity. You can, I'm sweating out. I am too. Can you see it? I'm glowing. By you doing the footwork in your business right, right now to be able to increase your profits to then invest in your business, get the sweat equity in. Do the things you need to do to create profit to then expand. So let's say you want to hire somebody for text message and email marketing, but you don't have the funds right now. Learn it. Get on your computer and learn it. There are one trillion YouTube videos, TikToks tutorials that there should be no reason why you can't learn to do literally fucking everything online. Everything. We can build a house by watching videos online. If you can build a whole damn house by watching video on videos online, you can definitely learn how to set up email marketing. Is it going to be hard? Yeah. Are you going to have to use your brain? Yep. That's part of it. But that's life. That's business. You just got to do it. And then when you make enough money to invest back in your business and you can hire somebody for email and text message marketing, it is the best thing you will ever do with your business in the whole entire world. If you need a good girl, I've got one because I washed my hands of that a long time ago and it was the best business decision I've ever made in my life. But I had to put a lot of sweat equity into my business before I can afford to pass uh, different tasks on to somebody else. So use yourself, use your brain, use YouTube, use your friends, whatever you need. We are not lacking. Hey, can I see your phone? Joe's going to hate having to hear this again, because I say it probably at least three times a week. This, right? Oh, I don't want to show you the screen. Here's a picture of me on there. Um, that is not for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> it's very scary when I use his phone as an example. <laughs> this is one of the smartest pieces of technology out there. You have access to everything you need to know right here. If you say, well, I don't know how to do it. You are doing yourself a disservice. If you are watching me on live on your phone right now, you are just as capable of picking it up going to YouTube, going into Safari, whatever it is that you need, whatever search thing you need to get in here, shoot, even TikTok, Pinterest, you can learn everything, absolutely everything. If you don't have the time to learn absolutely everything and you don't, you don't also have the money to hire piece by piece by piece, hire a business coach. It's not as expensive as you think. My coaching group is $47 a month, $47 a month to have all of this information brought to you so you can learn and use it. Actually, technically right now, if you click the link in my bio or my caption, you can get, you can get into the watchtower right now for two weeks for $1.
And then it's $47 a month after that. But you also have access to all the previous recordings. So you get a shit ton. But anyways, $47 a month is cheap to invest in yourself. And there's a lot of coaches I know that are in the same realm as me. That's, that's what they charge monthly. So do the work. It's what I've done this whole time. It's a lot of time and effort, but it's worth it. It is. It absolutely is. And then you just build from there. Oh, I got to do that today. Joe whisked me away for a staycation yesterday. So I didn't get back to work today until literally we got home at 4.30? Yeah, we would have been home sooner, but there was that darn car accident. Oh, yeah. We got home at 4.30 and my live was at 5.30. So I have, to, I have yeah. some catching up to do, to say the least. Okay, this is my last part. Anybody want to guess what my last part of this is? What did you eat today? You're on a roll. I ate carbs. Nobody can see you. All they can hear is this weird grunting coming I'm from you. I'm excited for myself. <laughs> so I have a lot of gut issues going on right now and a ton of infection. And so I am on, I already did six weeks and I have eight days left. No, I didn't do six weeks. I did 14 days, my first round, and then it's a month. So 34 days, 35 days of antibiotics. And I'm not allowed to eat carbs or sugar. And today Joe convinced me to eat carbs because I've been really, it's been hard. It's been so hard. So I think I have energy for the first time in a really long time. I don't know if I'm going to be paying for it in a little bit later, but as Joe said at the lunch table today, we are going to manifest that this food causes you no problems whatsoever. And that is the train we are on. <laughs> okay. Last thing, last thing. Mindset is a good one, Linda. I like where you're at. But it, it's mostly about mindset. Um, let me, I'll answer your question in just one second, Tiffany. My last piece of advice is just fucking do it. Just do it. Do what you need to do to get your business going. Do what you need to do to get all of these things put together. There is never going to be a time where there's not a recession or not a slow season or not a problem or not a hiccup in life or not whatever the hell excuse you give to yourself all the time. Oh, well, you know, the kids were sick this weekend. They're going to be, they're going to be sick all, you know, we're going to have things. Uh, where people lose jobs, people get into car accidents. There are no ghosts. That's absolutely right. If you are looking for an excuse, you're going to find one. So stop fucking looking for the excuses and just do it. Right? Easier said than done, but you have to start somewhere, absolutely somewhere. And that is to just, just do it. Is that the Nike thing? Just do it. Yeah, that's Nike. I'm probably going to get copyright infringement by yelling, just do it to you guys. <laughs> excuses don't you don't get you anything but more excuses. That couldn't be more true. Excuses are like my biggest pet peeve ever, ever. I hate excuses. Is there a reason that maybe there's something you can't do and you need to figure out a way to do it? Cool. 
but excuses just excuses just prevent you from failing or possibly failing and then you having to explain why you're going to fail at things you're going to win at things and I, you guys know me i don't even like the word fail but so many people use it i don't know what else to say um because failing's not failing if you tried get my drift right so just do the damn thing there are no ghosts. It's not scary. Is it hard? Yes, it is hard. Do you have to hold yourself accountable? Yeah, absolutely. You have to hold yourself accountable. You have to in everyday life. So why wouldn't you have to in your business? There's, there's no excuse as to why you wouldn't be, have to do it in your business life versus your personal life. You have to get a handle on your finances in your personal life, in your business life. You have to remove your head from your ass in your personal life and your business life. All of these things coincide, personal life, business life, personal life, business life. No carbs or sugar, what is left? Yeah, bacon. Um, we went to breakfast this morning and I had- Scrambled eggs. And yeah, well, like a scrambled egg scrambled omelet, omelet with veggies yeah. and chorizo. Avocado. Oh, I had an extra side of avocado, but no potatoes, no sourdough toast, no jelly. Breakfast was really good, though. It was really good. It was yummy. <laughs> Look at failures as learning experiences. Yes. Um, Tiffany said, what advice would you give to someone wanting to smart, start a small business? I have all the equipment to start. I'm just super nervous. I hate failure. Where's my shirt when I need it? This is my best piece of advice, Tiffany. Best one. There are no ghosts. That's it. What are you scared of? Will you fail? Possibly. Then you get back up, dust yourself off and do it again. Or do something different. Whatever it is that you want to do. There's nobody here to tell you what you can and cannot do. And if there is somebody telling you what you can and cannot do, you need a, you need a change in your situation. You can discuss with people what the best thing for you to do and have a conversation, but nobody, yeah. Except for me, I can tell Joe what to do. I was biting my tongue so hard when you were saying that. I was like, Wait a yes, another good one. Thank you for reminding me that of Nicole. Uh, another really good one that people, okay, two true pieces of advice, minus there are no ghosts, that I think every single business owner needs to have straight when they own a business, or just if you have a business and you're slacking, this is what you need to get straight and this is not the favorite answer people do not love this answer because it makes them do the hard work one find your target audience if you need help on finding your target audience click the link in my bio and i have a free target audience worksheet i also have a shit ton of uh classes i've done about target audience so join the group grow your small business all the links are in my bio there's a gazillion links of different things you can do. Some are free, some are paid, but target audience is super important. Uh, the other one is to, to fix your mindset. Your mindset needs to be right. If you are debilitated by fear, it's going to leak into your business and it's going to show in your business. If you do not know how to budget if you don't know how to control your finances, finances, if you are not financially literate, 
it's going to leak over. You have to know how to save money, how to invest money, how to use money. You have to know what an ROI is. You have to know what cash flow is. You have to know what your profit is. You have to know what your bottom line is, what's your overhead, all of those things. It sounds like a lot, but once you do it, you do it once and it becomes easy. If you never do it, it's just going to be a shit show forever. Oh, what does my bracelet say? Hold on. Oh, oh, what is it? I, uh, Danielle with the hippie dippy sent me this, this bracelet it says a wise woman once said, fuck this shit. And she lived happily ever after. 